This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey! This is episode number 111 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal! The podcast that takes a hardcore look, gets some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy. Coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales where things get hot, literally, and heavy. It's going to be fantastic, as per usual. I'm back from my vacay. It was somewhat relaxing, although being cooped up with the wife and the kids can be uh, sometimes more stressful than work. Like I always say, I need a vacation from my vacation. You know what I'm saying? Uh We went through Maine on our way back, and I checked out Stephen King's home, so that was cool. He wasn't there, unfortunately. Uh, We visited a lot of cool places. One of my favorite nights was spent with the family over at my buddy Jordan's from the Nighttime Podcast. I've been listening to him for over seven years now, even before my brother got into podcasting, so that was a treat. Had some drinks, ordered some pizza, had a fire in his backyard, got spied on by his psychotic neighbor. That guy's a real piece of work. Uh, met his wife and kids and talked shop and got some valuable advice from a legit podcaster who's doing this for a living. And at a much higher level than myself. And he's been doing it for years. I love that guy. And I can't say enough good things about him. And if you listen to the Q&A, I was a little down on myself about my recent numbers. Kind of at a crossroads in my career here, so to speak. And Jordan really helped me realize that if I backed out of this thing, I'd have mega regrets. And he even told me how he deals with it when he plateaus with his numbers. And it's mostly by pumping out more content, but finding easy ways to do that. I can't thank him enough for lending his ear and pumping me up. And I had some ideas I was kind of kicking around already, but he helped me realize that those could quite easily become a reality. So in typical Leroy fashion, I assessed my situation, told you guys how I don't have enough time as I'd like with the kids and might have to slow down production on this pod. And now I'm doing a complete 180, and now I'm trying to figure out how to pump out more content to you, baby. So basically, I'm going to spend the next six months or so trying to round up more listeners than in February, March-ish, as I'm coming out of one of these harsh Canadian winters over here. You'll be hearing an announcement about a new schedule, I hope. And if you like listening to me jibber-jabber, I think you're going to be quite pleased with it. So with all that being said, let's get into the episode. Oh yeah, and I've been pumping up the Patreon... Uh, You may have noticed a few extra episodes there this week to try to reel you in. So, yeah, I'd love to have you over there. Okay, that's enough self-promotion. I'll do one cheesy joke, then we'll get into it. Why does the Pope prefer Swiss cheese? Because it's the holiest. (laughs) (coughs) 
All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. Just throw on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, my friends. You don't want to overdress, because this is going to be a hot one. Episode number 111, Former Flames. I don't have any stories about crazy girlfriends or ex-girlfriends or breakups. At least not any I wish to discuss. Luckily, BuzzFeed does a lot of these douchey articles like the one I found about petty stuff people have done to their exes. So let's check out a few. Amanda R. says, I took the microwave turntable. Damn, girl, that's cold. Those are hard to replace. Tracy R. says, I saw my ex in the supermarket and told security that he was shoplifting. Wow, that's actually a good one. But it sounds like he may be guilty of stealing her heart. And finally, we have Colleen. I pawned his PlayStation 4 and used the money to sponsor a pig at the local petting zoo, which I named after him. Wow, that's kind of cute. Yeah, these revenge scenarios here are good, but on the lighter side. Because as we're going to find out, some former flames can get heated. And their responses to their exes, who have done them wrong, can get pretty intense. Okay, our first story takes us to Clearwater, which is a city in, you guessed it, beautiful sunny Florida. Located in Pinellas County, just west of Tampa, This city has a population of about 117,000 people. Now, is Clearwater a safe place to live? Well, I checked in with our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com to answer that question. And they give it a 19 on the crime index. We've seen worse, but that means Clearwater is only safer than 19% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a property crime over there are 1 in 55. And if you have an angry ex-girlfriend, those chances increase exponentially. Anyway, our story begins quite early in the morning of August 27th, 2016. Thomas Jennings is woken up by his frantic roommate who tells him some concerning news. His vehicle, a white Honda Accord, is about to explode. Yeah, this once reliable automobile is smoking. The two gentlemen come running out of the house with a pot of water. But at that point, it was too little too late. The car was dunsky, totaled. They, of course, then called the fire department, who showed up, along with the police. It didn't take long to figure out what had happened. And this was largely thanks to footage from a security camera out front of Thomas's home. When they wound it back, they realized it was a young woman who was the culprit. Fire investigators would say that she had a beach bag in her possession, in which she was carrying flammable liquids, and that she threw a flaming rag into the vehicle. From the limited footage I saw, the trunk was on fire, smoke was billowing out of the windows, and this lady was moving some stuff around in the trunk, feeding the flames, admiring her work before walking away, not even in a hurry. 
It was pretty badass. You know, like when there's a big explosion and then you see the guy walk away in slow motion? She was doing one of those. Our boy Thomas was up in arms about the whole ordeal, which appeared to be a crime of passion. He told police, then WFTS News, that, quote, I have no idea who she is. I've never seen her in my life. End quote. Hmm, that's kind of weird. Who just does that to a stranger's car? Regardless, they had to take his word for it. The video of this incident, as you can imagine, went viral with hundreds of thousands of people watching. Who doesn't love a good train wreck, or in this case, car fire? There was a $5,000 reward being offered for information leading to this lady's arrest. And those phones were ringing off the hook with tips. Finally, about a week later, they nailed her. Here's what it said on the Clearwater Police Department's Facebook page on September 3rd, alongside video of the crime. Remember this arsonist caught on tape last weekend torching a car? She's in custody now. Thanks to all who called and wrote in with various tips. Her name is Carmen Shambly, and she has been charged with second-degree arson and will be booked into the Pinellas County Jail. A Pinellas County Sheriff's Office deputy spotted her this morning just south of Clearwater. Right on. Got her. And 19-year-old Carmen? Well, she had a couple other charges of possession of drug paraphernalia on her record. I'm not sure if drugs were involved in her decision to torch the car, but we would find out the reason she did it. Her ex-boyfriend owed her $100, and she was pissed about it. So when she saw his car, her anger just took over. Originally, she didn't intend on blowing the car up, but she did want to vandalize it a bit. Heck, why not? She started off by smashing the windshield, but then things escalated while she was trying to cover her tracks and get rid of evidence. Let's get a quote from Robert Shaw, who is a Clearwater Police spokesman. He says, Once she broke the windshield, she got blood on the car, and that's when she decided to set it on fire, to cover up her blood evidence. End quote. An interesting strategy, to say the least. When in doubt, just set everything on fire. I mean, it probably worked, but she was screwed either way because of that damn security camera. I'm telling you people, these days, actually this was seven years ago, but especially these days, just assume you're being recorded everywhere you go. And if you're going to do something stupid, wear a mask. Disguise yourself. And for crying out loud, try not to leave your DNA at the scene. Let's hear from Carmen's best friend, Robin Mosley, who spoke to Fox 13 News about the incident. She said it was disturbing to see what Carmen did, but she was going through some shit and wasn't exactly herself at the time. Carmen BFF quote, I don't think she knew it was going to lead to all that, but I think it needed to happen to her. If it didn't, she'd probably be somewhere dead. Hopefully she learns from this mistake. Hopefully this helps her be a better person, end quote. Hey, Robin knows her friend, and maybe she's right. This could be Carmen's rock bottom, and if it is, now she can pick up the pieces and work her way back up to the top to become a fine, upstanding citizen. Let all that anger go and move on. After all, she got her revenge and some closure on her failed relationship. Or did she? (laughs) I've been holding back on you a little bit, leaving out the best part. Remember the victim, our boy Thomas Jennings? Well, he was telling the truth. He did not know Carmen Shambly. Never met her in his life. Unfortunately for him, he got dragged into this nonsense because he has a car that looks similar to that of Carmen's ex-lover. 
Yep, that's right. Carmen got the wrong car. Man. Poor guy. And his luck would go from bad to worse. Even though he was innocent in this situation. Cops, man. You know how you get that weird feeling when they're nearby? Even when you're driving your vehicle, not breaking any rules? You see a police car and suddenly your butthole puckers up? Like you're on edge? Because you know if you get a ticket, it's going to ruin your day? Sure, they're great to call in emergency situations, but other than that, you don't want them snooping around, getting all up in your business. Because we all got some skeletons. Some big, some small. Let's get Clearwater Police spokesman Robbie Shaw back in here to tell you what I'm getting at. Quote, Thomas found out he had an outstanding warrant out of Pasco County. So he ended up getting taken to jail and losing his car on the same morning. Not a good day. End quote. Well, Robbie, you okay? You sound like you got some heartburn or something. Yeah, so it was not a good day indeed. Let's hear what some of our homies have to say in the Daily Mail comment section. This caught some serious traction over there. Their coverage of this story received 4.9 thousand shares and 233 comments. A male, that's what he calls himself, from Australia says, Oi, mate, yep, she's a feminist. Can't be bothered to identify the correct vehicle, but is ready to take it down. All the time screaming obscenities, no doubt. Right on, mate. Indexer from London pipes up and says, God, I feel like I'm doing too many voices here. I'm just going to say this one normally. Perhaps she ought to learn to read and use the number plate to identify one particular white Honda. Just a thought. Yeah, I thought the same thing at first. Like, didn't she know her boyfriend's license plate number? Then I realized I forget my own half the time, so can't really blame her there. Then again, if you're going to do something drastic like smash a windshield and set a car on fire, you'd want to make sure you're getting the proper vehicle. Lastly, we got Armstrong11 from London, and he says, The car was one step away from the scrapyard before the arson, so in a way, she helped him out. End quote. Yeah, he's kind of right, but let's be real here. It wasn't Carmen's intentions to uh, help out her ex-lover who owed her $100, so. So a little message to him. Just pay your debts, man. It's less stressful that way. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, that was an interesting tale, and we'll end it right there and move on to story number two. And while this couple is still together at the time of the incident, it is safe to say after what goes down here, their relationship will soon go up in smoke and they will become former flames. Let's hop in the time machine and go back a little less than a year to November 20th of 2022. We're in San Antonio, which is a big-ass city in south-central Texas with a population of close to 1.5 million. We're outside a home on the 16,000 block of Shepherd Road. It's about 2 a.m., and the fire department is putting out the flames on a house that has been in Tommy Garay's family for generations. His father grew up in this home. Holmes, you know what I'm saying? And Tommy lives there with his two-year-old daughter. Now, he's not the homeowner. He lives there with other family. 
They didn't specify in any articles I found, but I'm assuming it's still his dad's place. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. Before we talk about the damage from the fire, something you gotta know about Tommy is he's a single dad. Well, up until recently. He's just started dating a 23-year-old firecracker by the name of Shineda Soto. He's been with her for about a month. I've seen a couple pics of her, and she could star in those orphan movies. She practically looks like a child. I'm exaggerating a bit, I guess. Not a small child, but if she said she was 16, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. The relationship has had its ups and downs already, and I'm assuming that's due to Sinead's jealousy. She's crazy, man. Okay, so get this. It's a Saturday night, and it's late, around midnight. Technically, we're getting into Sunday. And Sinead FaceTimes Tommy. We're all familiar with FaceTime at this point, right? I don't have to explain it. I guess I will anyway. It's just a video call. I do it with my mom most of the time. You get to see each other while talking. It's uh, really fantastic. So she FaceTimes Tommy, and he doesn't answer. Some chick does instead. And as you can imagine, this sends Sineda into a rage. Sort of understandable for her to be upset, I guess, initially. But if she had taken a moment to say, oh, I don't know, hi, how are you, or is Tommy there? The woman or Tommy would have explained to her that she was a family member. It was his cousin. But psycho Sineda didn't bother to do that. Instead, the insecure young lady, well, she rushes over to Tommy's home. He wasn't there at the time. He was staying somewhere else, thank God. She breaks in, steals a bunch of shit, and then proceeds to light the couch on fire. She took a picture of the flaming couch and sent it to Tommy along with a text that read, I hope your house is okay. Yikes. It wasn't. By the time Tommy contacted the fire department and they made their way over there, the fire had spread to other parts of the living room. At least the whole house didn't go up in flames, but there was some significant damage. Over $50,000 worth. Not cool. Sineda turned herself in the next day, around 2.30pm, and was charged with burglary, habitation force, and second degree felony arson. She's pretty much screwed. Along with the pic she sent of the fire, a witness also saw her leaving the home with several items she piled into her silver Kia Optima. Tommy was very upset about the whole ordeal, understandably. This fire destroyed a good portion of the home, rendering it unlivable, at least until some money for repairs are dished out. He set up a GoFundMe to try and raise $50,000 to repair his house. And here's what he said on there, explaining the dire situation he was in. I called the fire department, but unfortunately, by the time they arrived, everything I owned, including my daughter's toys, clothes, shoes, etc., was damaged slash lost in the fire. This is such a devastating time for us, as this home was the home my dad and I grew up in. This home has been part of my family for generations. I never would have imagined being a victim of such crimes as we had only been in a relationship for a month. This is very traumatizing, especially for my daughter, asking why we can't go home, end quote. Oh man, I forgot he had a two-year-old. Yeah, that's wild. It's too bad. But looking at the bright side, at least he realized how crazy Sineda was a month in. They didn't get married or move in together or anything like that. She hadn't sunk her hooks too deep into his life yet. So that's a plus. People were sharing that GoFundMe around, and a few days after it started, Tommy had already received over $17,000 in donations. Gotta love when people get together for a good cause. 
Something tells me Tommy and his daughter are going to be a-okay. He seems like a good father. The material possessions you can always get back, but a loving family? That is priceless. The Bexar County Sheriff's Office's Facebook page got lit up with plenty of different reactions. Dustin says, In the great words of George Strait, You'll always be a fire I can't put out. <laughs> Nailed it. That inspired me to uh, think of some other fire songs. Elvis's Hunk of Burning Love comes to mind. Billy Joel, We didn't start the fire. And finally, the most fitting song by the Talking Heads, Burning Down the House. Maybe that one is a little too on the nose. Andrew adds, I went to school with her, followed by two crying emojis. And AJ responded to that with, I dated her for a few weeks before. Big no-no. <laughs> Normally I would think this guy's probably lying, but keep in mind this is on the local police department's Facebook page, so there's likely locals commenting. Laura asked, How's your couch? <laughs> and AJ responded with, I'll have her. I like the crazy ones. Sadly, some guys do. They love the drama. Keeps them on their toes. Not me, I would want no part of that. Okay, let's end this with one last comment via Faviola. She issues a warning to all men. Don't do it, gentlemen. Leave the crazy ones alone. They ain't afraid to play with that fire. And watch everything burn to the ground. Ain't that the truth? And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 111. Former Flames. Love it. Crazy how passionate love starts out, then how quickly it can fizzle out. If anything, at least we can say these relationships ended with a bang. And that's better than nothing. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Let me hear your softcore crimes. Your softcore crimes. Let me hear your softcore crimes. Okay, this listener confession comes in from my girl Tierra over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash, excuse me, that's illegal for the price of a Big Mac a month. And she says, hey, Leroy, love the show. Listener confession. A few weeks ago, I meant to tell you this story, but I got stoned and forgot. Then the three-year episode reminded me. On the same note as your rabbit poop story, I have my own. A few years ago, I owned a potbelly pig named Bella, a very smart, house-trained pet pig. Well, one day, I found this grassy little nugget on the couch. I thought it was weed, but boy was I wrong. I picked up that little nugget and put it in my bowl and fired it up and inhaled. <sighs> Turns out, it was a little piece of pig poop. Even now, it's one of my co-workers' favorite stories. I work with a crowd much younger than me, and they think it's hilarious. My husband says it sounds like something that would happen to me. LOL. Too funny. Too funny indeed. Love that, Tierra. And I bet that little pig nugget still got you kind of high. Another rabbit shit I ate made me feel dizzy. That may have been the beers, actually. Either way, fantastic story. Thanks for reaching out. If you have a petty crime confession of your own or a story about a time you ate a piece of shit or shit your pants or whatever, an interesting story from your past, I want to hear about it. Hit me up at excusemethatsillegal at gmail.com. And like my friend Tierra here, you too could have your story played on the air. That's it for now. 
Oh yeah, come join the Neighborhood Watch, sign up for the Patreon, you'll get some cool content in return, and you'd be doing me a solid, helping me chase my elusive dream of becoming a professional podcaster. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. Link in show notes. Other than that, thanks for the support, you guys. I love getting your positive messages, telling me to keep on trucking, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Catch you in another 10 days. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.